Alright, Psalm 77, verse 3. Psalm 77, verse 3. Alright, I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. So what I want to talk to you about this tonight is when my spirit is overwhelmed. <clears throat> Psalm 142 and verse 3 says somewhat the same. He said, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. You'll always find it when he's talking about your spirit being overwhelmed, your heart being overwhelmed, uh, you know, other terms that are saying the same thing, you'll almost always see it connected with the enemies, with the enemy. Psalm 61 and verses 1 through 4, to the chief musician upon Neganah. I should not have to read that, but it's a psalm of David. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Then a semicolon. So, unto the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. See? I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Selah. So, you know, we're talking about spiritual warfare. There's an enemy mentioned here. And then there's this matter of your heart being overwhelmed, your spirit being overwhelmed. You ever, you ever experience that? Yes, sir. Well, all, everybody has to some degree. Uh, there's degrees that we don't even know yet. You know, you, you learn that there are degrees of this matter. It can be worse. You may think you got it bad. You may think, boy, this is the worst of ever. But it can be worse. I can tell you. Alright, Father, thank you for the Word of God. Please bless it to hearts now. Pray the devil wouldn't hinder. In Jesus' name, amen. When our spirit is overwhelmed... It's kind of like we're pinned to the ground. I studied that word to see what it meant. And it's, it means that it's kind of like when we're pinned to the ground and we can't get up. But it's in your mind. It's in your spirit. It's in your soul. Your heart. It's not physical. But it's the battle. Now, what have we talked about all the way through this? The, it's a battle. It is what the battle of the Christian life is about. It's this spiritual battle. It's in your mind. That's where the big. That's where it takes place. That's where the. That's where the enemy engages you, in your mind. And so, every child of God will experience this many times in the spiritual battle of life here in this sin cursed world. Now, you don't ever think that you're going to get to the point where you never feel defeated, down, discouraged overwhelmed you're never going to get to that place where you don't ever feel that but I got some good things to tell you every person every person whether lost or saved experiences these times of emptiness and abandonment and darkness and loneliness everybody does saved or lost 
And you know, I've said some pretty hard things in, through this about depression and what the world makes of it. But, you know, that doesn't mean that we don't have this kind of time. But it's different than what the world does. And, and i got some more to say about that. But everybody's going to experience this. Even Jesus experienced this. Because in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 16 through 18. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels. Think about that. He didn't take on him the nature of angels. He took on him the seed of Abraham. That means that when he came to this earth, God incarnate. He took on the nature of Abraham. Abraham's a man, just like us. He wasn't any different than all the rest of the men who have lived on this earth, except for his faith that he believed God. Now, Jesus took on, he was made flesh and dwelt among us. Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a, a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people, for in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. A time when your heart is overwhelmed, your spirit is overwhelmed, that is a time of temptation. It's a time of temptation. It's a time of trial. It's a time when you're enticed and, and led by the wrong spirits and the wrong voices to feel sorry for yourself, and I'm getting ahead of myself here, but you, to indulge yourself in the wrong kind of thinking and ideas. Jesus, he, 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 listen to this, John chapter 12 and verse 27. Jesus said this, things like this make me stop when I'm reading the Bible and I read something like this. It just, I have to stop because it's so profound. And it's such a thing that flies in the face of the popular ideas about Jesus that float around everywhere and blow around everywhere. Now is my soul troubled. Right now, what shall I say? That's what he said. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? The Son of God said that. While he lived here on this earth, in a body of flesh, just like yours and mine. Father, save me from this hour. But for this hour, for this cause came I unto this hour. It's almost like a debate. Yeah. Don't ever think that Jesus was not flesh. That's the spirit of Antichrist that makes you think that he, he was, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. For in that he himself hath suffered. That's suffering. Here's another one. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 38. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Think about that. That's Jesus. So, don't think you're going to escape from that. He didn't. He came here and lived in a body of flesh and in this sinful world. And he suffered that. Then in Luke chapter 22, let me read this too. This is the same 
Same place. It's the Garden of Gethsemane. Luke twenty-two forty-four, And being in an agony. Do you know what agony is? It is extreme pain of the body or mind. Extreme pain. Well, I guess so. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as if it were drop, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. That's suffering. That's, that's when your heart's overwhelmed. That's when your mind's overwhelmed. Your spirit is overwhelmed. It's when it's just more than you can handle almost. The wonderful difference for the child of God is that these times are short-lived. And we do have an escape from them. Now the awful thing about it for the lost is that they do not have a way out. For them, it's an intellectual warfare. They don't even comprehend. They don't even know. They can't receive the things of the Spirit of God. Neither can they even know them. Their, all their battle is intellectual. And that's the way they fight it. And it is not an intellectual warfare, but a spiritual warfare. And you better mark that one down. And you better mark it and you better keep that in your quiver because you're never going to win in this battle. You're, not, you're never even going to have a victory at all if you don't realize that it's not an intellectual battle. It's not... It's not of your mind. It's not of your will. It's not of your own doing at all. And that's all they've got. Those without God try to fight it with their intellect or with the help of someone else's intellect. You know, go to the shrink. Get some. Get a doctor to give you some drugs to make you happy or less happy. You remember I've told you about visiting and the woman told me that she'd been to her psychiatrist and said he told her she was just too happy so he gave her some pills to make her less happy that's what she told me no kidding and they'll do it if you sell those pills well then you can sell some more pills to fix the problem that you created with those pills and that's how that deal works but it's in it's it's darkened intellect darkened minds darkened hearts in a dark world in the slew of despond and they don't have any way to deal with it except try to figure out something for themselves. And we are not in that condition. That's not the situation for us at all. Only the true... You know, they it just turns into quicksand for them whenever they try to depend on somebody else's intellect or somebody else's sympathy. They just sink farther. Only the true children of God who trust in God and cast all their care upon Him, find their way out of this slew of despond. And not only once, but over and over through the journey of life. <laughs> you listening to me. I'm telling you, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. This kind of trouble is not always evidence that we're not right with God. Don't tell me Jesus wasn't right with God. Don't tell me his heart wasn't right with God or that he had sin that was causing the problem. That wasn't it at all. Yeah. So, 
it's not always evidence that we're not right with God, or, and it's and never is it evidence that God has abandoned us. It is evidence that the enemy has took a shot at us and given us a serious blow. That's what it is evidence of. It is evidence that we're in a fight. We're in a war. It's evidence that something has taken our eyes off of Him for a time. That's what it's evidence of. Yes. When you get there, you need to remember these things. You need to recall these things. You need to have a little list you can pull out in your mind. And remember, it is evidence that he that we've got our eyes off of Him. Cares of life. Being too busy. That's usually the culprit. That's what the devil uses. Oh, Henry. I mean, that preacher at the end of that book talked about that. This is the snare that is going to come on all the world, Jesus said, in the last days. Everybody's going to be so caught up. They're going to be overcharged with busyness. And that's how the devil gets you to quit looking to God for just a time. And when you do, you're just like those disciples in that boat. You are in fear and desperation and scared to death and no peace. <laughs> Lord, carest thou not that we perish? That's what you're going to say when you get, when your spirit's overwhelmed. You'll say it every time. Don't you care? Where are you, God? We can go back in the psalm going to in a minute, and that's what he said. Where is he? Are you going to leave me forever? Are you never going to hear me? But it did, the psalm didn't end with that. It never does. And it never does for any of God's children. We might have our eyes off the Lord because we've been distracted by voices other than the voice of our shepherd. You know, the devil is a liar and a deceiver. And he pretends. He, he, he's a chameleon. And, and he, that's his strong suit. is to get you to thinking that it's the Lord talking to you when it's not the Lord talking to you. We might have our eyes off the Lord because of some looming trouble in our life, such as health problems. That's a big one that I see a lot of people getting caught up in today. And I know, you know, when you got serious health problems, cancer, uh, heart problems like Dale and, and Miss Owen, uh, cancer, and now heart problems on top of that. No, you know, it's, it's, you're easily distracted. I mean, it's, you're easily caught up with all that in your mind more than you need to be. It crowds God out and the fear comes and the darkness comes and hope evaporates. And there you are. First thing you know, you're sitting somewhere, you know, all despair in despair. It's not supposed to be that way. When you find yourself there, you better know that the devil has got one over on you. I mean, he's about got you pinned. And so you better wake up. And you better do what we're going to read in the Psalms, what, the, what every child of God, that we have a record of in the Word of God, what they did about this deal. You can also have these problems in our life that just trouble us and capture our mind and our thoughts. Problems with other people. That's another one. Financial problems. There's all kinds of things that just capture your mind and, 
And you think more about that than you ought to. We need to learn to discipline our mind. We need to learn to gird up the loins of our mind. I've, I've learned kind of to do that. There's things, when it gets to troubling me and taking, I'm thinking too much about it, I just shut it off. I'm just not, that's enough. Yeah. I'll think about it tomorrow. Yeah. And think about something else. You need to learn to do that. Or else the devil will just strangle you with it. It's evidence that we've been going in our own strength and we suddenly find it gone. Now when you find yourself in this situation, oh Lord, I'm sinking. I mean, Peter, was it going under? Lord, save me. You ever feel like that? Yes, sir. Ah, of course. Let me give you a little warning. You're going to feel like that again. It's coming again. Next time it may be worse. Probably will be worse. You got to learn how to deal with this. Yes, yes. And you got to learn from the Word of God and the ways of God instead of from this ungodly world with their fake medicine and their fake psychiatry and spirituality. It's a bunch of junk. It won't help you, it'll kill you. Whether, whatever the reason or reasons that brought us into this state. We're talking about when our spirit, when my spirit is overwhelmed. When I'm pinned. Whatever got us there. It is where we will find ourselves many times through this life. I mean, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of reasons, different things. We just went through some of them. But it doesn't matter how much money you make you're still going to find yourself in this situation some, sometimes. Doesn't matter how successful you are in all your endeavors, whether religious endeavors or worldly things, it doesn't matter. It, none of that's going to keep you from the slew of despond. No matter how well things go for you in your family, in your marriage, in your children, or your church life, no matter how well things go for you, have you not learned? I mean, we got a lot of young people here, but I mean, you, all, you, you will learn eventually in life, everybody will, that nothing, nothing is going to keep you from this, this kind of trouble. Right. Now, wonderful circumstances don't prevent you, your spirit from being overwhelmed. No. I mean, if it could, we'd have... We could see it in people that are rich and famous and successful and the world worships them. It looks like they'd be the happiest people on earth. But what do they do? Well, most of them commit suicide or just totally wipe out their life with sin and wretchedness. When your spirit's overwhelmed, it's weariness in the battle. You know, it's being faint or emptied of strength. That's what it means. You remember, well, Brother Kenny messaged me here after the accident down there. One of the things he said one time, I think I read it to you here. He said, faint but pursuing. You know, that's in the Bible back in the Old Testament. There was a battle that was going on and David and these men. and They were faint but, pers but yet pursuing. Faint yet pursuing. They wasn't giving up. You know what it's like to be faint? I mean, they had to hold Moses' arms up. He couldn't, he could just do it so long. You ever try holding your arms up? 
you can get it. There's a point. You just can't do it anymore. So they had to help him. That's just how it is. It's weariness in the battle. You find your soul, your spirit overwhelmed, your heart overwhelmed. Some call it discouragement or depression, but but listen to me. Be very careful not to let the world's hopeless and messed up philosophy in this matter influence your concept of what it is to be overwhelmed in your spirit. Hear me? Don't let the world mess you up. They're not even, they don't even understand. They don't know what to do about it except give you drugs or tell you stories and try to convince you to live in fantasy. You can live in reality and overcome this. That's a warning you better take heed to. Don't go to the world for help in this matter. You better go to God for help. The Bible's full of accounts of people, of the people of God, and some of the best of the people of God as they pass through these seasons of trouble. You can find it in every one of them if you look. Some more than others. David was a sweet psalmist of Israel. Wrote a lot of the psalms, but a lot of the psalms were just about this right here. In his life. But we'll always see. Here's what we'll see. You know, they passed through these seasons of trouble, but that's just exactly where they, what they were. They were just seasons. That they were, we'll always see that they were just passing through. It was not a fixed state for them, but just a temporary time of darkness. Now, you can just take it ever how you want to, but this, I believe this is right. Somebody who lives in that state continually there's something wrong in their soul. Yes, sir. Now, we're all subject to this. This is going to be an experience of our life all the way through. I mean, from time to time. But it's seasons. It's, it's, it's just a short dip. It's not a... We don't live there. We'll always see that. We'll always see that they were made better and wiser and stronger by their seasons of trouble. You'll always see that. You're not going to see them come out weaker and defeated. And it doesn't diminish you. It strengthens you. It's, a, it's something that we need. <laughs> Any child of God who's been on a journey for a while will testify that their experience has been the same. It helped me. Sure wasn't pleasant. I don't know why. But I know that I come out with it, out of it, with things that I didn't have before. Hallelujah! And I'm thankful. Now these experiences of being overwhelmed in spirit, they don't diminish as you grow in grace and knowledge. They most often intensify. Say, so how in the world can that be? Well, I'll tell you in a minute. But they do become shorter in their duration as you learn what's going on and how to find a way out of it. Yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, so much it'll help you. It, they may intensify, but they're going to be shorter. You don't stay there as long. Because you know the way out. 
Right. <laughs> I called to remembrance my song in the night. That's how he got out of it every time. Or he went to the sanctuary. He remembered God. That's the way out. That's the way you get out. We're involved in the war between the greatest powers of the universe. Do you understand that? That's what we're right in the middle of. And we're not going to be in the middle of this great war for all that's holy and right without taking a hit once in a while. This is warfare. This is a part of that warfare. The devil is relentless and he'll never sit idly by while any victory for God and righteousness is won. I've told y'all so many times, you know, you think you have a great victory. I mean, one of your kids gives their life to God and you see some spiritual growth there and you, oh man, that makes you happy. Well, you better take cover. You're not going to get by with that, with the devil, without getting... Without him firing at you. You fire one at him, he's firing right back at you. You better believe that. Now, I know that's a fact. I've learned that from experience. And so that's just exactly what I do. I'm looking for it. Because it's coming. If you don't learn that, you're just going to get smacked over and over and over. And wounded over and over and over. Realize that this matter is a part of spiritual warfare. And when you're in this slew of despond, remember that the devil has managed to bring you there. You've got to remember that. Yes, sir. God don't put you there. This is a battle with evil. And he has managed to, to wrestle you into that situation where your spirit is just overwhelmed. It's his best weapon that he's got against us. I mean, it takes the wind right out of your sails. It takes away the joy right out of your heart. It takes the zeal and the vision right out of your mind. I mean, you're just emptied. That's what being overwhelmed is. It's just you're just emptied. Desolate. You're just screeched to a halt. Don't know what to do. The basic trouble when we're in a state like that is the the temptation to have a pity party for ourselves. You know, I don't deserve this. I mean, why? Why does that have to happen to me? Lord, why? Why'd you do this to me? Or point a finger at somebody else. It's their fault. You know, they're the ones that, that caused this problem. Why can't people just do right? Why do people want to do like this? When we're in such a state, unless we have learned... To be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Our ears are tuned to those voices that are telling us lies about the whole thing. Unless you've learned. Unless you've got on the whole armor. Unless you are a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And you're fighting the good fight of faith. You get in this kind of state and the devil, you, boy the devil's got your ear. Voices that say, nobody understands what you're going through. I mean, nobody's ever been where you're at. That's a lie. Because there's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. You ain't got it no worse. No matter what has happened to you, you don't have it any worse than than anybody else ever had. Ain't nobody special. 
The devil will say, you're special. He's lying to you. Yes, sir. I think about it today. You walk in front of a mirror and the devil's going to lie to you one way or another. You're going to say, man. He's going to say, you better than you. You look better than everybody thinks you do. Or you're going to look in the mirror and, and think you're the worst thing it ever was. <laughs> Neither one of them is true. <laughs> or he'll say, you don't deserve this. Or, why did God let this happen to me? Or, you've been mistreated by others and by God too. Ain't fair. I mean, I got my rights. Why do I have to put up with this? See, there's a temptation. For a person without God, that's the end of the line right there. That's the end of the line for them. You understand that? That's where they live from then on. They that's that's they never escape from that net that Satan caught them in right there. They become the bitter, unforgiven, hopeless people that we see all around us. For the child of God, the voice of the Spirit of God is there, speaking peace to them and hope. Now you can't tell me that's not true. Because I know that it's true. Now, because somebody else told me. I read it in the book. And not only that, but I've experienced it in my life. God, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now, you don't lie. And He has never lied to me. He's never failed. He's always been there. Yes, sir. So I look for Him. Quickly. I mean... Uh, Barely into this, I look for him and I find him. Don't stay there long. You need to learn that. Save you a lot of misery. Yes. It, uh, and not only that, but when you're in a state like this, man, you ain't no good to nobody. You ain't no good to your kids, your husband, your wife, your family. I mean, to the, your brethren. You're no good to nobody. In fact, you're a, you're a problem for everybody. I mean, you're putting off, uh, poison. That's right. Instead of life and fragrance and living water, you're, you're putting off the bad stuff. So you need to get out of it as quick as you can. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. And He's faithful in comforting those in whom He dwells. So I just cannot believe for one minute that a person can live a Christian life in defeat and depression and despair. I just don't believe you can do that. I believe you just need a good dose of salvation is what yes, I sir. think about it. If that's where you live. Yes, sir. But yeah, but you just... No, no. Nothing's taking you that ain't taking me too and everybody else. Right. You've got no sorrow. You've not been any done any injustice worse than anybody else. Mm -hmm. He, the devils, they'll cry loudly, but the voice of the shepherd comes without fail to the one who's promised himself to Christ. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You remember in the book, the shepherd just always appeared just at the right time. Yeah. And that's, that is a truth there. That is not something that we... Uh, dream up or imagine. God's faithful. Yes. His voice leads 
the wandering lamb back into the fold. Jesus said this. I'm going to read a few more scriptures and I'll be done. John chapter 14. You know, in John chapter 12, we read a while ago, he said, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. John chapter 12. John chapter 14, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Down in verse 27, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Hear that? Well, I've been telling you. Don't go to the world. Don't try to get them to solve your problems or cheer you up or make you happy or help you get out of this. They ain't got nothing to give you. He said, what I'm giving you is not like what they're giving you. And buddy, that's the truth. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He said again in that same chapter. Then in John 16, verse 33, He said, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In me ye might have peace. In me he overcame the world. So if you're in Christ, you're okay. Don't be okay. Devil might sucker punch you once in a while. I mean, he might punch you right in the gut and take away your breath for a few minutes, but that ain't the end of it. He's not going to get away with that. All right, let me read you a couple of Psalms here. Psalm 124, verses 1 through 8. Psalm of David. <laughs> he said, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us. There it is. The stream had gone over our soul, you see. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord, who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. See? I'm not telling you nothing new here this, this evening. I'm just telling you the way it is. Always has been with God's people. Psalm 143. Let's read a few verses there and we'll be done. Again, the Psalm of David. Psalm 143, verse 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In thy faithfulness answer me. And in thy righteousness. And enter not into, the, into judgment with thy servant. For in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul. See? He hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness. As those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. I remember the days of old. Alright, see? Here's where we start the other way. We done hit bottom now. Now we're going to start the other way. Notice how he finds his way out of here. Same way. You'll find your way out the same way. 
He said, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse, that means I think, <laughs> on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. Selah. Hear me speedily, O Lord. My spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. See, if you just realize this is because of the enemy, the enemy's done this. Yes. If you realize that, it's war. You're in it. You're in the middle of it. If you realize the enemy's done this, you can pray right. You can think right. You can find your way out of it. I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God. My spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake. For thy righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. And of thy mercy cut off mine enemies. And destroy all them that afflict my soul. For I am thy servant. <laughs> Well, you just declare who you are, who you belong to. Do you think he got help? Think God hurt him? David said he did. He said, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. My cry entered into his ear. <laughs> so you see, that's how it is. That's why you feel kind of down sometimes. Mm -hmm. You think you're the only one that does? Think you're the only one that ever looks around and says, Man, does anybody care? Is anybody going to listen? Is anybody going to do right? You ever think? Well, if you're a preacher, you do. Guarantee you that. You ever wonder why people say things that are not true? Say things that just to hurt you? You know, you ever wonder why things just don't go right? Why can't it just be easy? <laughs> well, because we're in a war. I'll quit, but I mean, I, I, I see, I read these things. I get this thing every day, nearly, but it's about the World War II vets who are dying off real quick. There's one on there this morning. About a little old man. He died. He was born in 1920, but he was in World War II. He ended up over there. He took his banjo with him and something else. Well, he didn't keep it long. They sunk the boat he was on, and, and then they... He got off of that boat on another and they dumped him into Burma or India over there somewhere and fighting the Japanese and it wasn't no time that he was captured and he, they had to surrender. And so he spent the war uh, watching men die every day, starved to death, beat to death, worked to death. He had to work on one of those big deals, I can't remember which one it was. That they, but they used, the Japanese used them for slave labor and everything. They wouldn't feed them. They wouldn't help him. He says it's like being in an oven. And, and he talked about how that when he got home, he was just like surreal. He just, you know, why was I spared? And life was just so different after living for four years, watching people die all around you every day. Well, it was war. It was real war. There's casualties in war, and it's not pleasant, and, and it's a rough ride. 
when you're in a war for everybody. Not just the soldiers, but the people. And that's what we're in. I mean, all this preaching we've been doing about this, but you just got to realize that's what this is. And if you look at it like that, as it really is, then you'll understand these things. Man, this is a major thing. I, I get started on something like this and get to studying and it just overwhelms me because there's just too much. Too much in the Word of God to talk about. Too many examples to go to and show. So, you know, things like this, I hope it just sparks your appetite a little so you look yourself. So you'll remember this when, when it happens to you. Because it probably happened tomorrow. Life's full of trouble. Man, that is born a woman. It's a few days. And full of happiness and joy. Hallelujah. Joel Osteen. <laughs> Said so. No, it's not the way it is. There's joy in being a Christian. Mm -hmm. But you don't think that's all there is. It's, it's a fool's game to think that way. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. And until this thing's over, we're gonna we're gonna have these things to deal with. So moods, we've talked about that. What causes moods? Chemical imbalance? No, devils. Because it's a warfare. Fight them. You don't have you ain't got no excuse to be in a bad mood. It's the devil. Fight him off. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. That's all you got to do. Resist. Resist this. When you feel this uh, darkness come over your mind, resist it. Realize this. That the devil's doing this to you. When I, when I was in high school, I may, I may have weighed 115 pounds. But we had wrestling and boy... I was hard to pin because I, they just, you know, you had to be way bigger than me to hold me down without me getting one shoulder up. And that ended the count, see? So, you better be that way with the devil. You may be a lightweight too, spiritually, but you don't have to be the devil. You can resist the devil. Amen. Father, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for the good encouragement. I pray it be received and help people. Lord, we are in a battle. Please help us to remember these things. Life-saving, life-changing. It would alter the course of lives here tonight, of these little ones even, and others, if they would just, if we just hear this and take it to heart and put it into practice, and, and it would be a part of our equipment in this war. Please watch over us now as we go home in Jesus' name. Amen.